Hey everybody, this is uh, Mark, the man with the with the still intact foreskin, coming at you live from the bedroom at two in the morning after editing this upcoming episode. Um, so our friend decided to join in the episode uh, in in the middle of the show, and we don't we don't really say anything about it. So this is the context for that, and. Uh, Boy Howdy was the very talkative without a microphone. So uh, I tried my best to put what he said in text to speech, but some of it isn't. So uh, we'll fuck ourselves later for that one. But uh, yeah, just want to give the rundown for this upcoming episode. Um, I'm going to go back to jerking it to Harley Quinn Fartborn. Bye. Back from hiatus, we're on another episode of the Culture Canon Podcast. I'm Brandon. I'm Mark. <laughs> Do it again. I'm Mark. That's better. Anyway. I'm Mark. <laughs> uh, we had a couple things. Hey, to what's up, you guys? This is the Culture Canon Podcast. My name is Mark. <laughs> <laughs> That's perfect. That's the kind of energy I'm looking for, Mark. <laughs> My name's fucking Mark, bro. <laughs> um... Sorry about not having an episode last week, you guys. We were a little uh, tied up together. Continue. Uh, anyway. No, keep going. <laughs> uh, we got a bunch of stuff to talk about. We, Me and Mark both watched the Army of the Dead movie. Yes, it's a hot new movie fresh off of uh, Zac Efron's, uh, Zack Schneider's <laughs> directing abilities, which is little to none. Anyways, oh what's our, what, what else do we have down the pipeline? You got that right, Brandon. I also watched... <laughs> Captain America Winter Soldier and uh, Captain America Age of Ultron. Um, I also played Resident Evil 8. And boy, do we got some hot new tracks. They're, we got some, we they're, got some music they're coming for out like the shit flowing from my asshole every day. Oh my god. <laughs> Sorry, I'm energized. No, you're good. I love it. Let's do it. All right, we're going to dive right in here with Army of the Dead. Yo. Uh, I hate this movie. Oh my gosh, this movie... (laughs) Cool concept. It started off strong, I will say that. It's That intro was pretty good. That intro's good. Yeah. uh, It's very Zack Snyder. It gives me Watchmen vibes. Like, it feels like... It feels like the Watchmen intro. Yeah. Because of how long it is. And it just gives, uh... Like it's, he basically played a music video and called yeah, it a day. What song was it that they were playing in the beginning? It was the uh, Elvis Presley song. It was Viva Las Vegas. Viva La, yeah, Viva Las Vegas. Yeah. The movie takes place in Vegas. Um, so they're just literally rescuing like people and like killing zombies and like sad scenes are happening in slow motion because God, you know, Zack Snyder loves his fucking slow motion, dude. Yeah, he's also such a cunt, dude. I hate DC fans. Oh my god. They're the worst. What a bunch of virgins, dude. Like, just touch a vagina already. <laughs> Thank oh you. Oh my gosh. Um, sorry, that threw me off. I wasn't expecting that. Uh, but yeah, so Army of the Dead, and Dave Bautista leads as a heist crew through Las Vegas that's been shut down because it's now infested by zombies. He leads as strong as his wrinkles leads down his fucking head. Sorry, I shouldn't be mean to him. He's, no, you're absolutely he's right. He's actually okay. Uh, one, no, Devil Teeth is great, but his wrinkles All right, let's on the not, top of his head. Let's not go too far. I'm not going to go too far. You said he's great. That's going too far. <laughs> I thought you meant about his wrinkle. Oh, <laughs> if you want to call them great. <laughs> Uh, but the wrinkles on top of Dave Bautista's head are probably the, the stars of the movie. <laughs> Can't take my eyes off of him the entire time. Uh, something about him. Just feel nice and cozy. Yeah. I'll build a penthouse in between those wrinkles. <laughs> uh, what else? What else do we... What do we like? Let, let's talk about what we liked about the movie. I like that they, they uh, input a CGI character throughout the entire movie. That was pretty sick. Yeah. So... Uh, <laughs> When you guys watch the movie, the pilot character played by Tignataro uh, is uh, is definitely done after the fact, and it's very blatant. Yeah. And it's, like, not well edited in <laughs> at all. Like, there's some scenes where it's just like, okay, 
And then other scenes, like there's a scene where she's talking to Dave Bautista, and every time, <laughs> every time they switch perspectives, one of their characters is blurred. Like everyone else is blurred except for the character talking. It reminds me of in the first, the first Star Wars of the new trilogy, the Disney trilogy, mm-hmm. the one you're a big fan of, of course. Shut up. <laughs> um, when when they yeah, A New Hope, um, <laughs> they put Admiral Taroff or whatever his fucking name is. Tarkov. Like Colonel Tariff or some shit. Um, and everybody. Tarkin? Per- is that his name? That's his name. Oh, Tarkin. Admiral Tarkin. Colonel Tarkin. Um, they put him in there as a CGI character because, like, I think the real actor died or something. And they didn't bother. Instead of, instead of replacing him, they just decided to add a CGI character. And everybody praised how good the CGI character I thought it looked like PS2 graphics. I think it's still. I think the same thing happens in Marvel. Like when they de-age a character, the only character in Marvel that's been de-aged. I'm just like, okay, is Kurt Russell's character in Guardians 2? Is it is it full CGI though? I don't remember that. They map over his face, but it looks like full CGI is the problem. Because in Age of Ultron, they completely like redo Robert Downey Jr.'s face to de-age him, and it just looks like straight up CGI. Like nothing about it looks real, even in the least bit. None of that. None of that. No, that hurts me when I watch the movie. But that's that's another topic. I just wanted to say Star Wars is shitty. Anyways, what, what were we talking about? Oh, yeah, the CGI in Army of the Dead. Army of the Dead is also shitty. CGI's not great. Not at all. There's a lot of stuff that doesn't make sense. There's a lot of Zack Snyder-esque directing mm-hmm. that uh, that uh, infects this movie, like See, the cancer he is. Oh, my God. <laughs> um, my thing about the movie Tell is, me I'm wrong. No, my thing is it's, it's a cool concept. I feel like the, a lot of things could have made this a good movie. Yeah. And Zack Snyder's direction was not one of them. He did nothing. Nope. It's it's just I don't I don't know. I don't get it. I don't understand it. Like his vision isn't there. I don't understand it at all. The whole and then as we're watching the movie, me and you notice something really weird about one of the zombies that gets shot in the head. You noticed it. Because <laughs> I didn't fucking notice it until you said it. Uh so they shoot a zombie and it has like a blue eye and like metal. And we're just like, what the fuck? Oh, that. Yeah. No, I noticed that. The fucking like, towards, cyborg zombie. Towards the beginning. It did happen towards the beginning. Did it happen in the beginning I, too? But I kind of, I kind of wrote it off as like, okay, this is, this got to do something. I told you, it had to do with the fucking Area Fifty One thing they were talking about. Yeah, and my thing is, it's like so. I wish it was explained. I, so there's no. such thing as movies having too much. It's gonna exp- have, have a prequel. I don't care. Give me something. It didn't explain anything. It's gonna have a prequel. It <laughs> <They> will. <laughs> it's just sorry. We were talking about the good things in this movie. <laughs> were we? We talked about the CGI. You're right. Uh, there was a lot of lens flare. There's a lot, of, but that's just Zack Snyder. Weird too. things. Is that him? Yeah, that looked like you, a filming did you error. See the Snyder cut. The Snyder cut. Yeah, I watched like two hours out Nothing of the. Nothing would fuck it. Like like in the nightmare scenes, lens flare. Oh, that's like that's literally all it is. It's just really weird because he chooses random colors <laughs> to, to do it with. They're not even colors like that match the movie. Yeah, I don't know. I think I my thing about Zack Snyder is that he's a very bro director, and I think he should stick to bro movies with very little to no cost. <laughs> yeah, he should stick to directing like American Pie or whatever the fuck he's done. Watchmen. Uh, is Watchmen a bro movie? He made it a bro movie. Did he? They have sex in a fucking sky plane. That's a, isn't that a thing in the comics? Well, like, wasn't, weren't most of the scenes, like, faithful to the comics anyways? A lot of them were comic book accurate. A lot of the scenes were comic book accurate, and then a lot of stuff he kind of just took liberties with. Because he thought it would be cool, which is what he does a lot of. Because it was cool. Okay, my bad. Anyways, upsides to this movie, zombie tiger. Zombie tiger execution. Yeah. (laughs) That was cool as fuck. Downsides, everything else. <laughs> I, I don't have good things to say about this movie. Yeah, the two the two best characters were probably, like, the least important characters. Yeah. Well, I guess one of them was because he survived. Yeah, no, that's the thing. The two best characters are the are <laughs> this character, Dieter, who's, like, this nerdy German kid who's their safe cracker, and this just philosophy major black dude uh, named Vanderhoe, who, who they just think... <laughs> was that his name? That's his name. Is Vanderhoe? Vanderhoe, yeah. And they form like this cool connection that we see like a little bit of, but it's the most meaningful connection in the entire movie, even though we see it for like five seconds. Dieter wasn't that safe. Who was it? Dieter 
You said he was the safe cracker. He wasn't that safe. He was safe. In the safe. What? After the nuke, he's no longer safe. Cracker got back out. God. He wasn't fucking safe. Didn't he get killed right outside the safe? Yeah, he did not go toe to toe with that. Oh, yeah, you're right. Sheesh. Oh, wait. No, yeah. Now that I'm just talking about it, the black guy doesn't even survive because of the ending. Oh. And he survives. He, he has a bite mark. He's, he was bitten by the alpha. He's still not fucking technically living. Eh. No, they're called undead. Shut up. Are they? Because apparently they're aliens. That's true. <laughs> so are they undead? We don't know. But he wasn't an alien. I don't know. Once again, this movie. Yes, we do. He's a, he's a human. This movie's incredibly convoluted. It's it's stupid Please. for no reason. Yeah. This is a dumb movie. Yeah. It's like when Assassin's Creed introduced Adam and Eve. Yeah. Who, the, an, who the fuck even is that? It is an overtly complex storyline for a movie that doesn't need to be overtly complex. A simple zombie heist movie would have would have been fun. We didn't need the extra stuff. I don't know about that. Maybe if they made another fucking Dead Rising movie. There's like five. Is it there? Five? There's a lot of Dead Rising movies. <laughs> we saw a bunch of them on All HBO Max. On Amazon Prime. Oh, was it Amazon? <laughs> Anyways, Army of the Dead's a bad movie. Zac Efron's a bad director. <laughs> what else about that movie? I, I genuinely don't even want to talk about the movie anymore. That's how badly it upset me. The I intro don't... was good. Did we talk about the intro? We talked, we, that's the only good thing we talked about was the intro. Oh. The intro was pretty cool. It was cool. It was a good, yeah. It was a good music video. Oh my god, dude. Anyways, we're moving on to my favorite topic. Uh, Captain Winter, Winter. Captain Wiener? Winter Soldier. The movie. Actually, before you get into your uh, long stuff about the Winter Soldier and Age of Oh Earth shit, God, talk about your thing. I've got. Talk about Juner, Ju Jupiter's Uranus or something. <laughs> So a couple weeks back, we talked about Jupiter's legacy on the podcast. Did we talk about it? We did. I, went, I talked about it. Um, I didn't have very nice things to say. That's crazy. We talked about it. It's almost like it was a fucking boring-ass show. <laughs> Apparently, Netflix thought so, too, because Jupiter's legacy is canceled after one Yo! season. The show's gone. Surprising. <laughs> yeah, so thank you. It is surprising. Netflix. They usually don't cancel their shit, right? even if it's bad. Even if it's bad, they just keep it going. They're just like, we can redeem it in season two. Oh, we cancel good things. Oh, they canceled like Punisher, Luke Cage. <laughs> I guess that would that would be Disney, right? It's, that that one's a bit more complicated, just because there's so many rights things that go with that. Uh, all I know is they took away Punisher from me, but that's okay because season two was ass. Took away Punisher. You sound so sad. You sound so hurt. I'm not really they sad. Took away Punisher from me. Season two was really bad, so <laughs> I'm pretty right. glad they took that away. But yeah, so Jupiter's Legacy is thankfully canceled. I would like to thank Netflix and God for that. Um, well, Mark, let's let's talk about Winter Soldier. What did you think of the Winter Soldier? I thought it was bad. It is one of my favorite MCU movies. Let's start there. And <laughs> it's pretty fucking. It was the equivalent of watching my toilet flush. Let's say that. Entertaining. <laughs> <laughs> it's just a spy movie. It's a spy movie. From the top of my mind, it's just a spy movie. <laughs> oh my fucking god. Uh, no, no, it was okay. But it's, it's a good spy movie. Like, it doesn't. Run, run me, run me by the movie. Run by the movie again. <laughs> after watching it, I can't remember a single thing. I just remember having a pretty good time. Look, that's good. That's good. As long as you had a good time, that's what matters. Like, who else was in it? It was, it was Falcon awesome. was in it. Black Widow's in it. Nick Fury. Nick Fury. Oh yeah, it? Falcon was introduced in mm -hmm. that Falcon one. Falcon was inter introduced in the Winter Soldier. Um, Falcon and Bucky were both introduced in the Winter Soldier. No, Winter Soldier was in. Was he not? I mean, I guess he was in... The Winter Soldier was introduced in Captain Bucky was introduced in the first Avenger. But the he, first Avenger, yeah. But he, he dies, and he dies in the movie. No, doesn't... Or is that just an end credit scene? It's probably just an end credit scene. Okay. I feel like he was in one of the Avengers movies. Like, I guess the first one. No. No? No. That's crazy, dude. I feel like I saw him in another movie. It's like Sebastian Plus in the Avengers movie, the end credit scene is Thanos grabbing the gauntlet. No, that's Age of Ultron. Yes. I just, that's fresh off my mind right now because that was the last thing I watched. He's right. I don't remember. Anyways. <laughs> um, I can't remember Winter Soldier, but I just remember having a good time. You know what? That's Honestly. Fine. The Winter Soldier fantastic film. Let's move on to Age of Ultron. I know you remember Age of Ultron, and I'm sure you have plenty to say about that. It was pretty good. Despite what critics say. 
I wouldn't say it. Okay. Let's not let's not mince words here. <laughs> it was okay. Yeah, it's not like terrible. Well that's what I'm saying. But it wasn't But in terms of every fucking MCU movie. Well, it's a lower tier MCU movie. But I mean so is it's there with Thor. Like I, I wouldn't go that far. I wouldn't go that far. Yikes. Absolutely. No, no, no. You need to rewatch Age of Ultron. No. Thor is <laughs> like a... Thor is one of those movies that they put in the libraries because nobody wants to pay for it. <laughs> it's like one of the $5 bin movies. Clearance style. Yeah. Same with Age of Ultron. I literally saw Age of Ultron in a $5 clearance bin. It's old. <laughs> but I haven't seen Thor in one. <laughs> probably put it, they probably put it in the trash can next to the clearance bin. <laughs> <laughs> so this shit ain't even gonna make it. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> yeah, no, Age of Ultron. I liked it. I, I rewatched I, it. I liked Ultron. I'll say that. I love Ultron. Ultron's good. Yeah. Ultron's great. I think James Spader voicing Ultron does a great fucking job. I think he's menacing as shit. He's scary. Who does James Spader also voice? I don't, I don't... Robert California in The Office. Uh, DN. Shut the fuck up. I'm not joking. No, I'm saying shut up for bringing up that show. What the fuck? DN as well. Who the hell is DN? These nuts. <laughs> Damn it. What a cunt. <laughs> Anyways. Jesus fucking Christ. But yeah, no, James Spader voices Ultron and he does a good job. I can't think of what else James Spader's in right now, but... Yeah. I'm a huge James Spader fan. <laughs> I loved... this one movie. I loved his VO in DN. <laughs> oh, um, what else did I like about Age of Ultron? What do you think about uh, Quicksilver and Scarlet Witch? I liked Quicksilver. I like Quicksilver too. Um, okay. So that's what I wanted to talk about. Oh, no. Um... See, when that scene happened that everybody got mad about, about him dying, uh, in the way he did, at first I was like, this isn't that bad. This seems like something he'd do. And then, and then I remembered, wait a minute, there was a scene before this where he literally showed his feet to save civilians from like that oncoming bus. He could have literally pushed them out of the way. Mm -hmm. And I was like, you know what? This is why they're mad. Yeah. No, um, Hawkeye should have died. I'm a firm. I don't even think any of them should have died. I think somebody should. I think Hawkeye should have died. I'm a firm believer that Hawkeye should have died in the MCU. I'm nah, a dude. firm believer that he does not need to be alive. Nah, dude, he had a contract and everything. Also, I don't like Jeremy Renner. Why not? I think he's cooler as Ronan. I don't care. I think Jeremy Renner's a shit. He's not a shit actor. I'm not gonna say that. Uh, no, he is. He's not a. Sh he's not a shit actor. No. Have you seen him anything else? You don't have enough information on a bad actor. Okay, that's what I'm. That's literally what I'm saying right now. He's a bad actor. He can't play Hawkeye. I can play Hawkeye. Bro, <laughs> that's what I'm saying. <laughs> Just shoot an arrow, <laughs> then you're Hawkeye. Anyway, Hawkeye should have died. They introduced the whole family. I don't, I don't know about that. Some kind of emotional that's resonance. Yeah, he should have died. And they killed Black Widow. Yeah, <laughs> that's later. <laughs> Like, Hawkeye sacrificing himself for his family would have made sense. And they completely ignored it. I was just like, this is stupid. Why do we keep showing his stupid fucking family if he's not gonna die? Just kill him! I think that was to further, like, push, like, Black Widow, like, wanting to sacrifice for him to leave his family. You know, she's like, I don't have anything. You still have something, you know? I don't care. No, I'm, I'm just saying, like, their thought process. I don't agree with it. But yeah, sorry. Hawkeye should have died. I'm a firm, like, Hawkeye should have died. I think nobody should have died in that instance, if it made sense. Okay. Because Quicksilver could have easily saved Just, all of them. Yes. Grabbed them and then kept moving. He did it in the scene before it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which was the stupid-ass part. But story-wise, Hawkeye should have died. It would have made a lot more All sense. the arrows and bullets that Hawkeye himself shot at fucking Quicksilver. And also, Hawkeye should have died either way. Because even though... Quicksilver caught those bullets. Those are fucking big ass caliber bullets coming from a coming from a gunship. That yeah. should have tore through Quicksilver yeah. and just hit Hawkeye and the kid anyways. That should have killed them all. They should have gone through that car. Yeah. That's, right. That's fair. You're right. That's absolutely right. 
I, that seemed made no Hawkeye sense. Hawkeye the Child and Quicksilver, all three should have died. They should have. Logically. What guns were they using then? It was a gunship, a helicopter shooting. I mean, like, yeah, but they have like smaller caliber shit. That did not look. It did not look small. That's what I'm telling you. They're, also, they're big ass and bright. It's also Shield, like pre Triskelion fall. So that's before the fall in Winter Soldier. So they, they're fucking with some pretty like no, military but, grade shit. But gun, gunships have infantry guns and then like anti. I don't know. Oh, that's another. Whatever Ultron that's was trying to kill them with. That's another thing with uh, Winter Soldier. It turned me into a Hydra stand. Anyways, oh. Age of Ultron. Into <laughs> uh, a Nazi. What? No, Hydra. Keep up. Anyways. You're right. My bad. Um. Sorry. No, that was a stupid ass scene. Um. It was. Uh. I felt uncomfortable during the scenes where uh Black Widow and Hulk uh wanted to fuck. Yeah, that's a real forced romance. I didn't need to be there. It really it made more sense if they like built up to it. Mm-hmm. You know? It was out of nowhere. Yeah, that was just out of fucking left field. Yeah, and then it's only brought up once. Yeah, because they they cut it off because everyone complained about it. No, yeah, we were just like, wow, this sucks. Yeah, because my thing is they could have just stuck to the comics and had like <laughs> Natasha and Bucky be a thing, but they were just like, no, sorry guys. Yeah. Wait, are they a thing? Well, well I comics, guess in the comics, sense. Black yeah. Widow and Bucky are like. I mean, in the comics. Yeah, but like for them, it makes Bucky more sense. Like a, like a relation that is consistent. It's like one of the more consistent. Is, uh, no, it is not. Yeah, in the Ultimate Universe, that is not consistent. Are any of the comics consistent? Let's be honest. There are consistent relationships in comic books. Like Mary Jane and Peter Parker. Ah, fucking nerd, you read comics. Anyways, Age of Ultron. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> Between siblings? I'm not joking. It's not a joke. It's not a joke? Nope. Are they not siblings in the comics? No, they are. The Ultimate Universe is fucking Yo! gross. That's insane, the bro. The Ultimate Universe is fucking gross. That's crazy. I think there's cool aspects of it, like the next Avengers. I like. Oh, I, I thought you were going to I thought you were gonna say there's cool aspects about right. their relationship. I, I like the thought of the children of the Avengers. Especially fucking Black Panther and Storm's kid. That motherfucker was cool. Yeah. Yeah, everybody says that motherfucker's cool. That sounds cool. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> lightning Panthers. <laughs> <laughs> what? Yo. Cool as fuck, bro. And I even like that fucking Captain America. He has that like uh, hologram shield kind of that like hard light shield. I like that shit. I like uh, Giant Man and Wasp's kid. Does he become Giant Man? Like the is that his new mantle? The kid. Oh, is that the kid? Oh no, he's Giant Man. Giant Ant Man. Get it? Does he share the... It's, That's what I'm saying. He, okay. That's crazy. Age of Ultron. Oh, speaking of next Avengers, they fight Ultron in that. Yeah, That's a good movie. We should watch it if he gets a chance. Is it animated? Yeah. Oh. I'll watch it. It's good. I'll shit on it. I'll fuck with it. Like, I, I genuinely enjoy every character. I think it's Did Hulk have a child? Hulk has several yeah. children. What? Yeah. Who, who's fucking the Hulk? Um, a hot alien, alien babe. Ray yeah. Oh, Who? you haven't seen Planet Hulk, huh? No. Yeah, that's not a good one. Planet Hulk is um kind of. Did you see Thor Ragnarok? Yeah. So like they kind of like hint towards uh Planet Hulk in Thor Ragnarok. Hmm. Yeah. What, yeah. Else, what else do I have to say about Age of Ultron? What What are some What are uh, some scenes that stick out in your head? I think some cool Avengers scenes, like group scenes with all the events, like that scene where they're like protecting that little circle. They got a lot of scenes of them getting their ass kicked. I can say that for sure. Yeah, they're losing that entire movie. <laughs> yes, absolutely. No, a hundred percent. Yeah. Even their ending victory was still kind of a loss with it's them like, losing a city. An entire city? Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, but no, uh, I, like I said, I think there's a lot of... Vision. Vision as well. Vision is great. Oh yeah, Vision. The introduction of Vision, I think he's cool. I think he's a cool fucking character. Yeah. I think him and I think him and Ultron's relationship, like their interactions, phenomenal. I think it makes up a big part of the movie for me, is just them two talking to each other. I think it's really cool. So, after Age of Ultron... 
is Civil War, right? Timeline-wise? Or is there something in between? Winter Soldier. <laughs> Winter Soldier. Mm-hmm. Winter Soldier's after Age of Ultron. Does it take place after? Mm-hmm. Holy fuck. I watched them in backwards order, then. Yeah. That's crazy. Mm, that makes sense now. Yeah. Like okay. That's actually a, like the events of the events of Winter Soldier lead directly into Civil yeah, War. They are literally the cause of. Yeah. yeah. Bucky kills Tony's parents, all that good stuff. And then they lose the city. And the government's like, "Hey, we need to regulate you guys." What? I thought I thought Civil War started off because fucking Wanda kills See, so <laughs> kills the, the hospital. The, the uh. Because that's what led me to believe was what started That's that. one of the reasons. The Logos attack is one of the reasons that they're just like, okay, we have to regulate these superheroes. But, but Sokovia? It's called the Sokovia Accords because of what happens in Age of Ultron. The city that they dropped, it's called Sokovia. That's why it's called the Sokovia Accords in Civil, Civil War. Mm. <laughs> because they're just like, you guys dropped a city after you created an evil AI. Yeah. The government was kind of Tony Stark needs to be regulated. He he did try. Okay, but my uh, thing is, Captain America bitched out on him. Here here's my thing. Here's my logically, government-wise, about Tony Stark. He was a arms dealer yeah, no. who then created a suit, making him a superhero efficiently, with zero regulation. The government didn't do shit. They no, I, I think every superhero needs to be regulated, especially people like the fucking I think I think people that were arms dealers in the past should definitely be on some no. kind of fucking watch he, list. For he the fucking States. turned himself absolutely, in to do that. Absolutely was on the watch. There's no way you. What is that? Tony Stark. He was he was a person that was he like was yes. On the watch list. Hey. Hey. Nick Fury. Yeah. <laughs> Nick, Nick Fury does that to everyone. Yeah, yeah. You don't be on a watch list for Nick Fury to show up at your house. I feel like you kind of do. No, you don't. No, you don't. Nick Fury, that's literally Nick Fury's whole thing is he knows everything. He's just like, okay. You, you're like, probably he on, he's, on, he's, on he's a super spy. No, he figures out. That's not, that's, what I'm like, that's still not no, the best. That's, 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 no, because a watch list is two different things. That's public information. Being on a watch list, that's, it's very open information as opposed to Nick Fury being a super spy for a high, like a government agency. I would still rather be on a, I would still rather be on a watch list. Than, I'm talking about the US government watch list. It's not the same thing. No, it's it's explained plenty of times in the MCU that Shield is apart from the government. They're a private sector. <laughs> you lost this argument. I lost what argument? He's wrong. <laughs> anyway, as I'm burning the apartment down tonight. <laughs> I would rather be on a government watch list than on Nick Fury's watch list. If I'm gonna be quite honest. Absolutely. Because the government is inefficient. Shield is efficient. But well, like I said, Tony Stark fucking—he he was the first one to be like, "Yes, regulate us," because we're getting out of control. I mean, and I would be too if I had the guilty fucking conscience of creating an AI that dropped a city. I, I but you're still siding with Captain America on disagreeing my, with this. All I'm saying here's my thing about it. There's no right way around that. There is a right way around that. No, there isn't. All of them needed to be regulated. Like, that's a fact. Okay, but they have, they have superhuman abilities. They shouldn't be fucking walking around willy nilly. That's no. This is this was literally in the boys where Homelander wanted them to just go go into any country and police the world, and he was a bad guy in that fucking show. Yeah. And you're saying Captain America is any different for no, wanting no, no, the same no. thing? I need you to. <laughs> that is not also. That's not what Cap was saying. First off, let's start there. Tony Stark is the one that implanted, he literally built drones to help out around the world. Yeah. He did, he did that. Okay. But he, okay, but the well, drones were actually helping. They were, they weren't, you know, they weren't. They were helping in places that people didn't want help. Okay. Those people, like those drones showed up and people were throwing shit at them because they view us as a fascist army because we're pulling into their city with drones. The military was gonna do that regardless of superheroes, let's be honest. You have good intent. You mean it. Um, regardless, superheroes need to be fucking regulated again. Hulk, Iron Man, Cap, every one of them needs. Except Black Widow. Now she needs to be regulated too. So someone should not be walking around knowing how to kill someone with her legs in 98 different ways. It's not right. <laughs> That's most women. She was assassin, so. I mean, 
Yes, so she should be regulated. See, but then that, okay, so hear me out. She should be put in jail. No, no, hear me out here. Hear me out here. So then that, there's actual assassins that exist in the world. Yeah. Yes. So are they going to go around and start regulating every assassin on in the watch world? List. Once again, that aren't efficient. Being on a watch list isn't, like, it's not efficient. There are people on the FBI, like, top yes, 100 our, till this that's day. That's our equivalent of that, though. Like, that's, like, you're acting like we have superheroes. Like, this is, uh, that's our, like, closest possible equivalent. Okay, I'm not talking about a world without superheroes. I'm talking about the MCU. Okay. I'm discussing the MCU. Yeah. Okay. Then, then why, then why you is your point moot? Because you're bringing up our real world shit. That's what you just said. You just brought up assassins in the real world. There's assassins that exist in the MCU as well. Okay. So then they go around regulating every other assassin, which they can't do. Why? Because these assassins transcend borders. The entire Red Room program that Black Widow is a part of transcends borders. The whole point is that the Red Room has an arm in every single nation. It is. Why it's, still know about it? Which, here's what, exactly. That's what I'm trying to say. It comes. You said Fury knows everything. <laughs> Which is why he has Natasha, because he knows about the Red Room program. He can't do anything efficiently without breaking through any kind of red tape. Also, because right now, uh, the government, Fury's entire organization, is infiltrated by a, a Nazi cell, essentially, Hydra. So no matter what, and this is what I'm trying to get to with the whole Captain, I see, I understand Captain America's point. The government can't fucking be trusted. He literally just watched an entire government insurgency. Okay, chill out. You're right about that, no, right? Don't tell me, chill out. Chill out. You're, oh, you're right. right about it. Like, if I, I, you have to understand that when I, when I say that, like, they need to be regulated, this is in a situation where the government can be trusted, like, to actually regulate them. So they're both correct on both sides because Tony wasn't aware of the corruption that was going on. Yes, he was. Not me. Okay. The events of Civil War happen after the events of Winter Soldier. Tony's well aware of what just happened to the entire government. They are a team at this point. I'm Cap has definitely told him about Hydra. And yet Tony's still just like was that on screen? Okay. I'm asking, was that on screen? It wasn't on screen. So we don't know. Uh, yeah, you're right. We don't know how basic human interactions work. We don't know that also I didn't talk. All I'm saying is you're wrong. Tony Stark's wrong. I understand where Cap's coming They're from. They're both wrong. That's the point of the movie. No. Yes! No. No, I just think you're wrong. Anyway, let's talk about Resident Evil 8. Yeah. Turns out the main character and the, and the antagonist were both in the wrong. Kind of like Civil War. <laughs> uh... Resident Evil 8, shut up. <laughs> Resident Evil 8 is a great game. It's probably my game of the year. My game of the year is... <laughs> it's what? Cyberpunk Avengers? 20, Cyberpunk 2077. That's not even from this year. No. It's from last year. It's absolutely not. It's a last-gen game from last year. Right, so it's almost what you liked about Resident Evil 8. I liked the horror. I liked the, the shooting. Horror? The Yeah. Lady Demetrius, I liked her. <laughs> I liked how it made me want to poo my pants. Um, it's actually, it's kind of mixed. I want to call it a horror game, but it's kind of not at I, the same time. I heard, I haven't played any of the Resident Evil. I hear they ease up on the horror a bit for this one. Yes, it's very similar to Resident Evil 4, which is which pretty much introduced the action genre into Resident Evil. It's more of an action game with horror elements. Um, which... I think Resident Evil 8 does the same thing, but improves a lot on some aspects. Uh, the horror aspect, definitely. It's still... It's got some scary seg segments from the first half of the game. The second half, not all too much, but that's pretty That's pretty standard for Resident Evil. Uh, Is it pretty clear where it like, stops being horror and it's like action? Yes. It's more action-packed towards the second half of the game, and uh, they're not afraid to show it. But the gameplay is very good. Um, it's a standard first-person shooting game. Um, I will say, probably on PC, it isn't by non-console. It's very, like, slow. Um, Slow-paced, both with, like, aiming and walking around and all that. Um, and they focus a lot more on exploration. This is the first Resident Evil game where, like, you have optional bosses and treasures. Uh, well, treasures, not really. Resident Evil 4 introduced that. But you have optional bosses, which is 
I don't think it's happened in any other Resident Evil game where you could explore a different area where you could just completely skip if you just do the story. Um, and a lot of the bosses were cool, although recycled uh, for the most part. It pretty much shares the same bosses each time. Um, but they're really fun to fight and the treasures are really worth it. And it's cool to explore the world because they give you like, I know they give you one Easter egg uh, that's kind of, it, it both it both is a callback to the previous game, Resident Evil 7, mm -hmm. and is a hint towards the ending of this game, um, which is, which I'm going to spoil. It's basically the mold from Resident Evil 7, which was the entire virus. If you, there's an optional cave that you could find uh, towards like the, the second half of the game. And if you go in it, uh, you could see that there is the mold virus. It pretty much has its own little forest in the cave and it's alive. And it, 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 it doesn't do anything. Also, it's like a mini boss or do you just- It's not a boss. Okay. It, the cool th it's kind of like a zoo animal where you just kind of look at it and that's it. Once you once you collect like the rewards that are at the end of the cave and you also find out that uh that Chris's team, uh, Chris Redfield, his team was like keeping an eye on it. It's basically data storage, which I don't know how the fuck a virus is data storage anyways. That didn't it didn't explain that well. That was pretty stupid. It's just an, it's just a monster in there. Um, but once you try to leave, it fucking roars at you and then enemies come to fight you, but that's it. They're like low level enemies. All right. That's pretty cool. Yeah, no, it was a, actually really cool. It, it was a cool Easter egg to find. It's, it's very creepy to see because it's it's just a bunch of fucking black tentacles sprouting at you. And it just kind of stares back at you because it's in it's in complete darkness. So you can't really see it all that much. But it's just kind of there just fucking growling at you until you leave the cave. Um, all the boss fights were pretty cool. There's like a total of what? Four, no, five bosses in the the entire game. Uh, really, all it is is block and shoot. <laughs> it's not it's not that difficult, but it can get pretty hectic because the bosses get different. Actually, the boss fight with uh, Heisenberg, which is the dude with the fucking warhammer, <laughs> that was pretty tight. Have yeah. you seen the boss fight? I've, I've watched a couple of the boss fights. They put you in a fucking mech. That's, take down. It was like all of the like. He, like he Yes, they put you basically in a tractor with a machine gun and a chainsaw arm <laughs> and make you fight it with that. That sounds pretty metal. Kill <laughs> yourself. Oh, anyways. My God. Um, <laughs> I'm gonna censor that. <laughs> uh, um, that was probably my favorite boss fight. Just because how fucking outlandish it was. They, they weren't afraid to just go say fuck it with a lot of their with a lot of the stuff they did um another one of my favorite parts is probably the second boss i forget what her name is but it's the lady in all black with the fucking with the with the doll yeah oh yeah that was that was scary as hell i, I was not a fan <laughs> i was watching the gameplay i was like no yeah it was very creepy um and keep i i i hadn't watched any of the trailers i didn't watch any gameplay uh, for the game because i don't like to ruin stuff for horror games which makes sense um so going through that segment my my blood pressure rose Fucked you up a bit yeah um i definitely have diabetes after playing that game um what no i have diabetes anyways um Curious fucking thing was that that baby monstrosity, this <laughs> this slug creature, that that wails with the sound of a baby. It reminds me of this uh, Dark Souls cut boss. I don't know. If, well, you probably don't know the first one, I think. But there's a cut boss in Dark Souls where like the only thing they have to hint about this boss is that it has this very creepy audio file within the game files where it's the sound of a baby crying and then it's the sound of i think the baby dying because there's a lot of grotesque Jesus noises Christ. that follow the baby's cries it reminded me a lot of that <laughs> yeah <laughs> um it was fucking creepy and i didn't like that part because it was a game of hide and seek but after 
I beat the game twice already, like within the week of me buying it. <laughs> like, as soon as I got to my second playthrough, See, it was that's whatever. That's kind of important for it. If a game has really good replay value, oh, I feel yeah. like that's what makes like, a really good fucking game. And Resident Evil 4 was definitely one of those games where it gave you replay value, although there was a lot more in Resident Evil 4 after you beat it. You get, you get Mercenaries mode, which is kind of like a time trial, uh, kill as many zombies as you can uh, type thing. And they give you a bunch of different characters in resident evil 8 they bring back mercenaries mode but you only have ethan winners to play as okay. um the only difference being is that like each time you upgrade your rank they give you new abilities to pick up they give you like more money to purchase weapons at the shop um mercenaries mode it was mainly like you try to unlock all the different characters like you play uh leon kennedy albert wesker barry burden like a lot of the original cast is in that um, and this one is just Ethan, which is kind of boring. Uh, but I still have fun with the mercenaries mode. It's still a fun thing to do after the game. Um, they give you new game plus, uh, a bunch of weapons you could unlock right after you beat the game. Uh, you could unlock infinite ammo for some fucking OP weapons. Yeah. <laughs> which is, that's, that's kind of like a staple. I mean, that's the point of new, new game plus. Yeah. Just add a new. And that's, that's kind of a staple in like all of the Resident Evils. They always like have like infinite rocket launcher or whatever at, if you beat the game with a certain rank or something. Nice. This one you beat challenges and unlock points to get that. See, the only game I played recently with like some serious replay value is uh, Jedi Fallen Order. Mm. Jedi, Fall Jedi Fallen Order is really... You, I can play it over and over. It's a fun game. It's a really fun game. Yeah. yeah like it's got some really good lightsaber combat. It's got some good customization stuff that you can find. It's, it's a whole lot of fun. Yeah. So, yeah, I think it genuinely is a better story than everything, everything that's in it. That, that's fair, because most of the games are honestly better than the movies. What? I didn't say anything. Well, it sounds like you're going to say something. I wasn't going to say anything. No, what were you going to say? I wasn't going no, to say it. Tell me how A New Hope 2.0. Shut the fuck up. Tell me how they brought back Palpatine and why it's your favorite character ever. <laughs> Palpatine is my favorite character. Bitch. And I'm so happy that Rey is Palpatine. Is that what happens at the end of the movie? Yes. She becomes Palpatine? No, no, no. she's related to She's Palpatine's granddaughter. Yeah. Why? <laughs> yeah. That's everybody's fucking question is why. Where'd that come from? Like, <laughs> the whole point of her was that it was just like a nobody that, like, you know, came to be. And then they're like, oh, no. Yeah, I didn't even like that. They should have just made uh, what's his name? Is it Ray? No, Finn. Finn. They should have made Finn Jedi. They should have both been Jedi. Because Ray was a boring character. <laughs> I think that Ray was an okay character. Keep in mind, I only watched the first movie. Oh yeah. The first movie they gave her like no characterization whatsoever. Yeah. Kind of like strong woman. Basically. Later, she gets more characterization. Okay. Um, but. Mm. It could be a lot better. The rest of the movies fall short. They're entertaining at best, and at worst, they're dog shit. So. That's crazy. Anyways, Resident Evil 8 is my game of the year. Game of the year, alright. And I can't wait for them to announce a remastered version at E3 in a couple weeks from now. I think that's like, isn't that like two weeks from now? What did I just say? Two weeks. A couple. You're right. I'm that means two. I, would, I don't know anything about Anyways. Yeah, you changed the subject. Yeah, I can't wait. I, I was uh I was so happy that they brought back Lord Sadler from Resident Evil 4 into Resident Evil 8. What the fuck is Lord Sadler? He was the boss from Resident Evil 4. Oh nice. Yeah, they brought him back because they took inspiration from Star Wars. That's dope. What? Yeah, like are you serious? Sure. <laughs> um I think that's all I have to say. Oh wait, no. The, the the enemy designs they're really fucking good the werewolf people are whatever uh a lot of the low level enemies are kind of whatever looking um there there are these winged creatures they look like they look like plague mass doctors but they just have like grotesque like uh fleshy beaks that string that like string from their hooded faces so you can't see their face. You can only see like their their flaccid beaks. 
That's fucking nasty. Italy. They have wings in their arms, so they just fly around looking disgusting. Um, what else? Uh, they got cyborg zombies in Heisenberg's fucking realm. <laughs> Are you serious? <laughs> they do. God damn it. So his entire- Zack Snyder played fucking Resident Evil once. Now he's just like, oh, yeah. So Heisenberg's entire area is just a mechanical uh, army outpost. Okay. Because he just, he literally just took a bunch of mechanics and shoved them in a bunch of dead villagers and God. basically brought them back to life with it. Yeah. She Frankenstein a bunch of fucking... <laughs> yeah, pretty much, yeah. Um, and his whole factory is just creating this army, uh, which Chris blows up. Oh, that's another thing. Uh, Chris Redfield, they fucking beefed him up again. <laughs> is he more beefy than he usually is? So, okay. So in Resident Evil 5, because this is where it started, mm-hmm. they had fucking boulder-punching Chris Redfield... Which is the title he got because at the at the ending chapter with the Albert Wesker boss, you're literally in a volcano, and in order to in order to reach Albert Wesker, there's a boulder in your way, and he literally punches through it to get it to fucking move. What the you fuck? do this, you do this. Uh, what are they called? Quick time events where you keep mashing X and A to keep punching the boulder. <laughs> um, oh, fuck, dude. So that's why he has that title. That's a big meme. And fucking Heisenberg calls him that. He's like, I'm tired of this boulder punching asshole. <laughs> I really good. like that. That's good. I love that. But yeah, he's fucking, he's bigger than ever. He's like, he's fucking Jeff Winger from Community. <laughs> where he just keeps getting bigger. Every time you see him, he gets bigger and bigger. He's just more fit. Yeah, because like, the they fuck? fuck, they nerfed him. And I think, uh, the last game where they made him all skinny. And then this one, he's back to being like, he's bigger than he was before. <laughs> They're just saying we can't have to be a little skinny boy. We gotta show the mega chat energy that is Chris Redfield. Yeah, I think they also, I think they also keep switching voice actors. Because each time I hear his voice, it's always something different. Yeah. They probably do switch the voice actors. Which is, I, I mean, I know they do it because I don't know why. I don't know why they don't keep a consistent cast. Um, but yeah, that's all I have to say about Resident Evil. 8. It's a great game, and I'm still playing it. I'm on my third playthrough. Nice. I beat it on hardcore. What would you give? Uh, what would you give Resident Evil Eight? I would give it an eight out of ten. Eight out of ten? Yeah. Nice. Uh, I would give it higher, but they kind of they didn't add too much compared to like Resident Evil Four. That's what I compared to. What? I don't know who any of those are. <laughs> You know what? He's probably the fucking... Now that I hear Mirage's voice, that's the one from 5, probably. Um, but yeah, that's all I have for Resident Evil 8. It's a great game. I would give it higher if it added more stuff, because Resident Evil 4 had not only Mercenaries mode, they had uh, five new chapters of Ada Wong, which is a side character, okay. and it tells her story in between that game. It gives you um, some side mission called Ada's fucking stupid ass chapter or whatever, which is fine. It added more. Okay. Um, and it also had costumes. That's the only thing I hate about Resident Evil 8. Because it's a first person game, they don't give you costumes or alternate costumes, which is a staple in those games. All right. That's all I got. Cool. No, thanks for sharing. Cool. Um, and I think last but not least, we have our music corner. Yes, dude. J. Cole <laughs> released a new album. I'm so excited. Jermaine. Oh. <laughs> All right. God, I Mark loved Dan, it. Start us off. I loved it. I loved it when uh, I loved it when he went in. And he was like, uh, uh, back in high school, used to jerk him with my hands. Oh wait, that's Astro World. Um, <laughs> what, what was the songs I said? Uh, the first one up is Sun Goes Down. Kodak Black. He released a new album. Oh really? Yes. Joking. No, I wasn't joking. Okay. What are we talking about Kodak? Well, how would you think of Kodak's album? It's mid. Anyways, what was one of the songs I actually liked? Sun Goes Down by uh, Lil Nas X. Oh, Sun Goes Down. That's actually a very pleasant song, albeit very melancholy and sad. Um, He basically talks about <laughs> uh, some darker parts of him, like uh, him growing up and being very self-conscious about himself for being black. Not only black, but black and gay. 
which is uh, kind of two no-nos in the modern age. Um, what? Oh. They're, they're two no-nos in the eyes of a lot of people for whatever reason. Usually white people, I will say that. Um, white people are the devil. I will say that too. You sound like, you seen the water boy? Water boy? Yeah. No. It's an Adam Sandler movie and Kathy Bates plays his mom and she's like super religious and she calls everything the devil. <laughs> I remember, it was just literally anything. He's <laughs> just like, rock music is the devil. That sounds like fucking Gorse Trump's, Gorse, Gorse. Gorse Forrest Gump's. I think bump. that's actually what <laughs> I think that's what Waterboy's parodying is Forrest Gump. Probably. Um But yeah, he talks about that. His lyrics are very sad and tragic. He talks about wanting to kill himself. Uh the beat's very nice and slow. Um it has the main thing is a guitar that kind of plays. And he, he just sings over it with his little Nas X S voice. I don't know how to describe it. His little Naziness. Yeah, something like that. <laughs> um, it's a very pleasant song, and it puts a tear to my eye. It's like a, it's like that one scene in Community, <laughs> where <laughs> it's, you're referencing a lot of Community tonight. <laughs> it's fresh off my mind, but it's like that one scene off of Community, and like I think it's season five where Troy and Abed like pretend to be furniture and fucking Mike from Breaking <laughs> Bad's <laughs> office. <laughs> And then he starts on he a has phone a call. Sad phone call. He has a, just crying because I can't move. Yeah, he has a sad phone call about like how he can't afford his medication and how he's he can't bury his dad. And <laughs> fucking Troy's face is just like thousand yard stale stare with a tear streaming down his eye. That's how I feel with this song. <laughs> uh, next song you sent in here, Avalon by Suicide Boys. Avalon by Suicide Boys goes fucking hard. Yeah. Have you heard it, Lee? Probably not. You heard it? Did you like it? I'm not the biggest Suicide Boys fan. That's fair. Personally, I like, uh, I like when they do other shit with other people. I like them. How do you think of the beat, though? Because um, I think I think the beat was really good. Yeah, there was a whole player. That was That's fair. Their beats are like yeah. That's fair. Um, I really like this song. Uh, it's typical edgy suicide boy shit. Like, if, if you like them, you like them. There's no really other way to put it. Um, but it's probably the most recent song that I've actually enjoyed listening to a lot because I wasn't. New profile pick was kind of whatever to me. Um, last I heard of them was fucking during I know they put out the fucking album what's it called it was I don't know what what their previous album was but I like the last album I really enjoyed was uh I want to die in New Orleans because it's got solid beats solid songs that stick to me like uh I no longer fear the razor four and fucking long gone uh and just a bunch of tracks that I enjoyed. Nice. But after that, I kind of, the, the the album after that was kind of whatever to me. So this is a nice, fresh, uh, I guess, kind of going back to the roots, mm -hmm. going back to being edgy and hard like me. Edgy and hard just like you. <laughs> sure. <laughs> Respect. <laughs> it's a fun song to listen to. Nice. Um, I've got two songs this week. Yeah. Uh, I've got first one up is "Title" by Alex Vargas. Yeah. Uh, so the lyrics are sad. Yes. But the beat is not. The lyrics are very like very much about like a wayward like relationship. But the beat is just like fuck it, let's dance. <laughs> like it's very much just super upbeat. Like it even starts upbeat, ends upbeat. Like there's no like in between here. Mm -hmm. But then he's like talking about like literally the song is about. A relationship being so like back and forth like like the tides that you don't know what the fuck you're doing so either like he has to make a choice to either like let this person go and move on or just keep letting it go back and forth it's a good fucking song though yeah it is like seriously like i'm like i, I can it was pretty good when i listened to it it wouldn't be something ah uh, sorry it wouldn't be something i normally listen to but it was fine for what it was okay i'm glad you enjoyed it yeah 
I have no, I have no, I have nothing else to say about this. It was okay. What's your song? Anyways, what was your next song? Uh, the next song is by Lord Lord uh, Huron. Her- I think that's the only way to say that. Lord Huron actually just released like an entire new album. Um, if you guys, is that a singer or? It's a singer. It's like a group. It's a group. Yeah, they made the. The night you, the night we met, song. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know the song. Um, but yeah. So this song is called Mine Forever. It's again, it's one of, it's another sadder song. Mm. I've been listening to a lot of sad songs lately. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but basically, it's just talking about just. Why don't Why don't you? Uh, why can't you just be happy? God, I wish I knew. Anyways. <laughs> uh, but yeah. So the, basically, it's just, talking, just like literally the opening. Lyrics are just like, if you want to see my face, let me know. Mm. Like I got, like you gotta figure this out. No, it's just very nice. It's got real like, like old timey sound. Like it's real slower and uh, kind of folksy. Mm. I think is that is that the one you just played for me? Play. Yeah, yeah, it's very country sounding. It's it's got a real like calm folksy tone. Got it like seventies folk is how I would say. Like it's real vibey. Like it feels like a vibey song. No, but continue. <laughs> but that's it. That's all I got. It's okay. really good. Uh, the entire album's pretty good. I got one to rival your dumbass song. Okay. It was an okay song. I don't know why <laughs> I said that. We have different tastes in music. Beyond the Sea, Bobby Darren. <laughs> have you heard the song? I think probably. If you watched Austin Powers' Gold Member, you've heard the song. Then yes. It's definitely. the song that fucking Dr. Evil's dancing to in <laughs> <laughs> one scene oh, where they God. capture like Austin... <laughs> You know what I'm talking about. <laughs> it's a really good song. It is a good song. No, you're right. <laughs> the connection that you made. <laughs> that's that's the only reason why I added it to my Spotify, because I thought of that scene. And I was like, that's a really good song. You're just like, one day, I'm going to dance. You're just like, talk to me with this song. Yeah. Over the triumph. But it's a good song. A very Las Vegas type of song, which I... You love your Las Vegas scene. Yeah, I mean, I kind of, I, no, I, like, I kind of grew up in Vegas, so nice. I get, I think that's where I get it from, because uh, I would always travel there back when I lived in Cali. Mark's hardcore backstory for you: his dad was a Vegas pimp. I don't know about that. <laughs> he was a pimp, but it wasn't from Vegas. Yo. Anyways, his mom was a wayward showgirl who fell for the bad boy. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, you know my whole story. Um, when Mark was ten, they had to, they had to leave Vegas. <laughs> That's that's the other song, Copacabana. Copacabana is another song I really enjoyed, uh, which is I think it's disco. Uh, it's kind of yeah, like towards like about like the halfway point of the song. Yeah, um, it's like half disco, half whatever the fuck. Um, it reminds me when I heard the lyrics, it reminds me of the scene in uh, in Scarface. Where they have that club shooting when they're trying to assassinate Tony Montana, because that's what he describes. No, you're he right. describes the club shooting. I, I, it makes me feel like what? When I was little, um, I liked the song because uh, I don't know why I was like four. Okay. Related to Lilo and Stitch. Okay. Lee's hardcore backstory. <laughs> His grandmother died on a road trip in front of him. <laughs> She's very kind. He had to crawl through the deserts. His grandma back home. His grandma. He had to crawl through the swamps to get back home. The Crocs raised him as his own. He's now Croc boy. <laughs> Rock man. His grandma went to the Cabana and fucking threw hands and then pulled out a gat. <laughs> his grandma is the shooter for Cabana. Tony, <laughs> 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 oh, but it's a great song. The lyrics, I might have to look at the lyrics again. It's dark stuff. Is it based on a true story? It probably is. God, I hope so. I mean, I'm sure it happened to somebody. Well, I know there's club shootings all like a lot. <laughs> But basically, she drinks herself half blind. That's literally one of the lyrics. Uh, after, you know, the club, the disco, she still goes to that club every night wearing this exact 
exact same dress yes. every night, drinks herself to death. Mm. That's the song. Yeah. It's really fucking dark. I used to sing that well. You guys don't yeah. you guys don't cope with sadness through alcohol? No. I used to. Do we want to get into that part of my lore? Do well you man. <laughs> <laughs> Mark's parents in Las Vegas had him on an IV of whiskey until he was hurt. Yeah, my dad was throwing hands with my mom at the Copacabana and then he pulled out a gun on her. <laughs> Please, Grandma, pull the gun on Mark's parents at the Copacabana. Yeah, that's our origin story. <laughs> Years later, they meet. Will they have a rematch? Will Mark avenge his dead parents? No. Oh my god, I think that's where we're going to end the episode for the night. Yeah. Uh, thank you guys for listening. I'm Mark. Um, what? <laughs> I just want to see what you do. Fuck you. I'm Mark. <laughs> uh, thank you. I'm Brandon. Oh fuck. Thank I'm you. ending this. <laughs>